female folk singer is dead after she was attacked by a pair of coyotes. What is the monkey doing? Tell me what's going on. He ripped her face off! We actually have a trainer in the water with one of our whales. If I show weakness, if I retreat, I may be hurt, I may be killed. Baby Azaria Chamberlain was taken by a dingo back in 1980. Hey everybody, welcome back to Man It is the only true crime podcast on the internet where all the killers are real animals, whether it's biting, scratchings, maulings or clawings. We're here to talk about it. I'm your host, James Chapman, a.k.a. Jimothy, a.k.a. Jimbalaya, the most smelly with the most belly, the thickness with the sickness. Uh, I'm, I am sick today, but not my usual sickness. I'm... Uh, to be completely frank with you, I'm hungover. I'm hungover as fuck. I was enticed. I was enchanted by a group of friends to go and do karaoke last night in a cool little Japanese uh, karaoke bar that we have in town. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, I, I went and uh, things got real. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of uh, alcohol and uh, now I'm dehydrated and I'm, I'm suffering withdrawal symptoms. So thanks for that, ladies. Uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, thank you for joining me for a, you know what, a, a fairly special episode. I feel like I say every episode's a special episode, and it is a special episode because I'm special. Um, but today is a kind of special episode in the sense that it's not what we usually do. Welcome to the 2023, is that right? Yeah, that's the correct year. The 2023 uh, Q&A so about a year ago, we did a Q&A episode. Um, it, to be completely frank, it was because I did not have um, the script ready for whatever the episode was supposed to be, and Q&A was just kind of a quick thing I thought I could put together. Um, and we did it, and I promised myself I'm not going to rely on this format. I'm not going to make this a crutch that I that I lean on too heavily, because it's a little lazy. But it's been a whole year since we've done that episode, and uh, I figured now is a good time to, to bring it back. So... We're going to do a Q&A episode. I put the question out on Instagram. I said, yep, doing a Q&A, ask me some cues, and I'll A them. I'll A you in your little queue. I'll A. Hey, I'm going to A your little queue so hard. Um, wow, inappropriate. Absolutely inappropriate. That's awful. Awful. Mom, turn off the podcast. Uh, no, but I will answer some questions. I got a lot of responses on Instagram, uh, so and as well as Patreon as well. So thank you for all those people who responded. I'm going to try to get to as many as possible. Um, but if you don't get yours read, I, I apologize. So um, yeah, we're going to do that. A uh, little bit of housekeeping up the front, though. Um, really quick request. Uh, please... If you haven't already, can you please uh, follow us on social media? So I usually do this <laughs> final little, you know, call to action at the end. Um, but I thought I might try something different today and see if it does anything. Just go to maneaterspod at gmail.com. Sorry, maneaterspodcast, at maneaterspodcast on Instagram and at jimothychaps on Instagram. Just give us a follow because that's how um, these kinds of episodes run you know i i will put a question out to you guys on the instagram and that's how we go on the story uh so yeah go ahead and do that that would be fantasmic and let's get into the first question so our first question is from a user or a listener named brayson uh brayson actually asked three questions which is kind of cheating but we're gonna we're gonna go for it because um he's one of the day ones he's been listening for a very long time and uh he's a a true pal of the podcast a real bro of the broadcast um so let's yeah let's let's hear brayson's question so his first question is what is your favorite episode of the show so far 
And I had this question a while ago. I did ask on when I was traveling to Sydney on a train. I asked some questions, and I uh, sorry, I asked you guys to ask me some questions, and that was one of the ones that one of you guys asked. Um, at that point, I I couldn't really think of one, um, but I tried to think back to like what is the what's the hardest that I've laughed on the show, and at that point, it was probably the um, the episode on cephalopods. Um, <laughs> Because of the octopus wrestling, which we just discovered was this was this weird thing that Americans did. So that 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 one's definitely up there. Um, I, I also I'm I'm personally a big fan of the list episodes. So when we find the list of like all fatal snake attacks in Australia or like all fatal bear attacks in North America, and we go through there, um, I find that really interesting. Um, those are my favorite kinds of episodes, maybe. Um, I also, one of my favorite episodes I've recorded this year was the Killer Cryptids episode on the spectral black dogs, because that was a request from a user from a while back. I can't remember her name, um, but she was from Yorkshire, I believe. She was from Yorkshire, I believe, um, and she said that, like, that's, uh, you know, a mythical creature from, from her neck of the woods, so that was a really fun one to do, and it was also interesting how that, like, that cryptid has so many variations in so so many different cultures like i'm not a i'm a pretty skeptical person i'm not i'm not big into the supernatural i don't really believe much of that stuff but one thing that i that does like tickle my brain a little bit is when similar when 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 vastly different cultures have the same mythical stories because i go well that man that that the how they've never contacted each other how did they come up with the same story and it's like like for example uh obviously spectral black dogs but for example dragons like almost every culture in the world has some kind of mythology surrounding dragons and like is that just an inevitable part of human the human mind the human culture that like inevitably you'll come up with myths about dragons is that or or, or is there something like were they real? Were they actually around? And that's why we have these myths. So uh, those are probably some of my favorite episodes. What else? I'd have to, I'd have to actually pull up the list of, of episodes to think back. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the death of, of Kent and Joel Carnegie was a good episode from fairly recently. Um, <clears throat> if I'm going back more than a year, um, I one of my sort of turning points for the show was the episode on Tilikum the Whale the orca that killed Dawn Brackow at um, SeaWorld and also killed um, two other uh, individuals. Um, that, that would, to me, was such an interesting episode because there was a lot to learn there, um, a lot that I didn't know. A lot of, and a lot of, like, whenever anyone asks me, like, what's a man-eater's fact? Like, wh- like if I'm talking to them about the show and they've never heard of the show and they say, like, what's a, well, give me, give me an, in- like, an interesting fact that you learned. Like, a lot of times it's about, that episode because a lot of it just sunk in for me so like for example um one of my favorite statistics to throw around is that there have been four fatal attacks on humans by orca in recorded history and 75 percent of them were perpetrated by the same individual whale which was tilikum so three of the four people that have died from a orca attack um was it was from tilikum another one that i like to throw around is that orca you know killer whales they are you know, they're scary looking animals, but there's never actually been a recorded attack on a human. Um, at the, you know, I, I don't know if there's been a, there's definitely never been a recorded fatality by an attack on, on an orc or on a human. Um, and I also think there may be not be an attack, like in general, uh, in the wild though, 
but also all the attacks that have happened have been in uh, captivity. Uh, and an, and a, third, a third interesting fact is that when you see, like, Orca in SeaWorld in footage, you'll notice their, like, uh, their dorsal fin is kind of, like, flopped over to one side. That's called um, dorsal fin collapse. Um, and it does not occur anywhere else. It doesn't occur in nature. You'll never find a um, an Orca in the wild with dorsal fin collapse. It only happens to uh, SeaWorld, basically. It only happens to SeaWorld Orca. Um, and there's, like, they're not really sure why it happens. Um, one theory is that because the Orca, like, they're obviously in tanks, they have to swim around in circles, essentially. Um, and because they're swimming around in, in, in circles... Um, the fin collapses in in one way. The other option is that, like maybe because they're in uh, enclosures, they're not getting the uh, the right nutrients in the water, and that's that's something that that causes that. Um, yeah, lo- lots of interesting facts. So those are probably some of my some of my favorite episodes. Brayson, thank you for the question. Another question from Brayson says, "What would your last meal be?" So assuming I was on death row for uh, let's just say what what am I most likely to be in jail for? Probably arson. I really like lighting fires. Um, <laughs> what would be my last meal? Now, classic question, Brayson. A little basic, if I'm being honest, but I do love it, and I'll honor it with a answer. Um, what would I want for my... Li- so, my brain, first off, gives a basic answer, which is, like, meat lover's pizza. But I don't think that's going to... Because meat lover's pizza varies significantly depending on which restaurant you go to um kfc i fucking love some kfc i I don't know if you guys in america and know this Uh, kfc is so is huge in australia we fucking love that shit kfc here is like s tier it's the it's like the best kind of of uh, fast food you can get um but i do my my actual answer is it's either gonna be chicken kebab or a halal snack pack. So, uh, in in Australia, I don't. Again, I don't know if you have these all over the world, particularly in the US. Um, the kebab that I'm referring to, it's like a, it's it's similar to like shawarma that you guys would have, like a Middle Eastern thing. So it's like uh, meat off a spit uh, in a pita bread with um, cheese and salad and stuff like that. So my my go to order is uh, chicken kebab with cheese, lettuce. Sour cream, sweet chili, barbecue sauce. That's that's the perfect kebab for me. Um, and I, I'm very picky. There's only a few spots in Newcastle that'll that'll, that'll do it for me um, because again they do very wildly. Best, I don't none of, none of you live here, but if you're in Newcastle, best kebab in Newcastle is Oasis Kebabs on Beaumont Street. They're the fucking best. They've been around for decades in this little place next to like one of the most violent pubs in Australia. Um, fantastic. I've I've literally gone out of my way on a drunken night out, like walked, walked like an hour to <laughs> to go and get a kebab and then sneak it into my jacket pocket and then get a Uber back to my house or something just to consume it. Um, fantastic. Now that's pro- probably what I would go with, but my plan B is also from the kebab shop. We, we also have this thing in Australia called the Halal Snack Pack or the HSP. So what that is, it's like, uh, let me let me explain this to you. So chips, like French fries, but they're thick cut, like pub style chips, chicken salt on them, cheese on the chips, 
And then over the top of the chips, you put a layer of the kebab meat, so chicken or beef or both. Some places do lamb, not a fan. I would I would just stick with the chicken. Um, and then topped with your sauces of your choice, which same as the kebab, barbecue sauce, sweet chili sauce, and sour cream. And in some places, like there's a kebab shop near my house, that combination of sauces is so popular that they call it, like when you select the order on online, um, it's just called the Holy Trinity. <laughs> I just picked the Holy Trinity, barbecue, sour cream, sweet chili. So one of those two, I I think I'm probably after talking about it at length, going to have to get um, <laughs> snack pack for dinner. It sounds so goddamn good. That's my yeah final meal to drink. Um, if they're going to let me have alcohol, I'll have whiskey and Coke, bourbon and Coke, Jack and Cokes uh, and, a, and a snack pack. Oh boy. Oh, I'm salivating right now. Damn. If I can't have alcohol, uh, Coke Zero. Um, uh, maybe a Chalky Milk for dessert, too. I'm a big Chalky Milk guy. That's It's one of my favorites. So that's probably it. Uh, yeah. Last meal. <laughs> Great. Yeah. And when I do commit my massive arson atrocity and I burn down half of West Sydney, um, that, that'll be what I have. We don't have the death penalty here, though, in Australia. So um, we, that's not going to... Not a worry for me. Um yeah, when I think we when did we ha- get rid of the death penalty? We did have it because we used to hang convicts. Um, I want to look this up. When did Australia um, lose the death penalty? Um, the Commonwealth abolished the death penalty in 1973, with application also in the Northern Territory and the Australian Capital Treaty. Capital territory. Victoria did so in 1975. Oh, interesting. Capital punishment in Australia. Let's let's have a look. This is just kind of a side topic because I'm really interested. Um, 1973. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, okay. So in 1973, the death penalty was abolished for federal cases, federal offenses. There were still state crimes you could do it. Uh, New South Wales... The last execution was in 1939, uh, when John Trevor Kelly was hanged at Sydney's Long Bay Correctional Centre for the murder of uh, Marjorie Constance Summerland. Uh, Norfolk Island? I forget that that's part of Australia. Uh, That stopped in the 1800s. Northern Territory, the last execution was in 1952. Queensland, the last execution was 1922. No, 19, uh, 1913. Ernest Austin on the 22nd of September for the rape and murder of an 11-year-old girl. South Australia lost it in... Lost it. They got rid of it uh, in... Oh, when does it say? Uh, it looks like 1964. Yeah, interesting. I won't read through the rest of them. There you go. Interesting. So we don't have the death penalty. So the worst I can get is life imprisonment. Um, I think that's the maximum sentence you can get here. So no final meal for me. Sorry, Brayson. All right, last question from Brayson. Um, and thank you, buddy, for uh, sending in so many questions. I do appreciate you. Um, what man eater that you've covered do you think that you could take in a fight? <laughs> Good question. Better answer. Um, that's tricky. Okay, so I'm... I'm I'm thinking through the the heavy hitters, and I don't think I'm going to be able to survive any of the heavy hitters, right? Like, I'm not going to be able to survive 
Tiger of Chaga, Tiger of you know the the Man Eater of um, Rudra Prayag, all those all those like heavy hitters. I'm probably not going to survive a shark attack either. Harambe, not a Man Eater, but we did cover him on the show. Uh, the little kids survived. Maybe I'd survive. Although, if it was a grown ass man that fell into the gorilla enclosure, they probably would hesitate to shoot the gorilla more because it's like it's kind of his fault. Let's get who gives a shit. Let's let Harambe rip his arms off. Um, God, who else? I mean, there's got to be one. Like, I'm going back through the list. Let me let me let me read through the list, and I'll say yes or no. So um, we'll go way back. I won't read through all of them. Uh, Chumpawat Tiger, no. The Grizzly Bear, Bear One Four, one that killed um, Timothy Treadwell, pro, no. Gustav the Killer Crocodile, absolutely not. Oh, Gypsy the Python, um, that maybe Gypsy. Gypsy the Python, it was a python in Florida, banana python, I believe, um, that killed a baby. Um, it, the parents were completely, like, totally neglectful, left the roof of the python's enclosure off, essentially starved the python, and in the night, the python, yeah, basically got the baby and, and tried to eat it. Um, I probably could beat Gypsy. Um, Travis the chimpanzee, no, he'd rip my arms off. Uh, Savomanian lions, no. Tilikum, no. Great emu war. I don't think I'd go well against an emu either. Harambe, maybe. Sloth bear of Mysore, leopard of... I mean, not, none of these. I don't know if any of these are going to be like... I mean, like, the thing is... Oh, 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 maybe the... I don't know. Maybe the coyotes that killed Taylor Mitchell. I might be able to... I might be... I'm probably bigger than Taylor was. Um, maybe I could handle that, Mallow Terror Beast, it's also weird just going back through all the really old episodes, like from, from 2021 and 2022, Two-Toed Tom, um, <laughs> now we're getting into killer, killer cryptid territory, um, oh yeah, maybe the, no, that's, can I count like the animals from the man Eater movies that we do, because I could maybe fight off like, um, <laughs> I was going to say fight off the, 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 the the wolves from from Jaws from not from Jaws from from the Grey, uh, I don't know I don't know if I can hold off any of these animals they're pretty like pretty nuts, um, no I'm 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 scrolling all the way through I don't feel confident about my like w- with any of these heavy hitters really um, yeah <laughs> I think I'd be I really do think I'd be screwed um. My answer is going to be Gypsy. I'm going to say Gypsy. I think Gypsy's the the only one where I, I'd have a real shot. Um, there are other animals that we've covered that I think I could beat in a fight. Like, I, I personally think I'd be okay fighting a dog, uh, like, a, like a pit bull. Because um, generally when they kill people, those are old people or, young, or, you know, babies, really young people. But they have killed perfectly healthy 30-year-olds before. So maybe I'm talking out of my ass. Let's go Gypsy. How about that? Okay, that's three questions from Brayson. Done and dusted. Let's move on. Tim. Uh, Tim. Personal friend of mine. Tim Rice. Beautiful boy. How did you become such a wonderful person? Well, Tim, the answer is simple. I simply embrace the love of Christ our Savior in my heart. Uh, <laughs> no. Wouldn't that be weird if I was like that? <laughs> no, Tim. I became a wonderful person by surrounding myself with wonderful people like you. Um... That's actually genuine advice. I think I've given it on the show before when we did the advice podcast episode. Um, 
You surround yourself with people that you like and that you want to be like, and you become like them. That's that's how you become a good person. If you surround yourself with shitheads, you are going to be a shithead. That's basically it. It's like you are what you eat, but instead of eating, it's just like being around them. That's basically it. Okay. Um, the Scarlet Archer from Instagram. Great name, by the way. The Scarlet Archer. Scarlet Archer writes, If you had to die by one man-eater, which one would you face? Great question, Scarlet Archer. Um, ideally, none of them. But if I had to die from one, if I had to die from an animal attack, how would I want to go? There's two ways to think about it, right? Like, the faster, the better. So, the faster, the better. So, maybe, like, I don't know, like, if a bear could just, like, snap my neck, maybe that would be good. Or maybe, like, maybe I think about it a different way. Maybe it's, like... Maybe I want to get bitten by like a snake or something. Yeah. Like a like a one of those really poisonous snakes that just like takes out my nervous system. I, I collapse, I pass out and I'm gone. Something like that. Um I don't think I'd like you know, like a reticulated python or a, yeah, any kind of python or anaconda wrapping around me and crushing me. They don't eat people alive, that's a myth. But the restriction I don't know. There's probably worse way to go to go than being crushed to death by a snake. Um, I would not. The, the the top of my list of no's are shark attack, um, crocodile attack, particularly in the water. Any any uh, hydro, any water based animal attack, I'm not going to do well in. Um, I, I that's awful. Dr- the combination of drowning and being eaten is is not nightmare fuel. I don't like that. Um, maybe like a you know. I'm thinking big cats, tiger is pretty brutal way to go. Same with the lion, leopard. Maybe like, maybe like a mountain lion because they they ambush you from behind, and maybe by the time they get like you know they bite into your neck, you don't even know what's going on and you're you're dead. That's that's the way I want to go. What would be the funniest one to <laughs> to, to die against? I think it would be kind of cool to be the only guy who was killed by like a capybara or like a tapir or something like that. That would be a really interesting... That's a really interesting question. What's the least deadly animal? Because we know that, like, the most deadly animals... Obviously, heavy hitter man-eaters, like, tigers and lions and bears. Oh, my. Um, And then, obviously, mosquitoes and dogs and humans and all that stuff. But, like, what animal has killed no people? Like, I'm, I'm positive someone's been killed by a chicken before. People die from cows all the time. Someone's been killed by rats. We know that. We talked about that last week. Um babies get attacked by rats and die um ants kill lots of people bees kill lots of people what doesn't kill anyone at all like and i'm not going to include super rare animals that people never have contact with like what animal that people share space with is the least deadly that's such an interesting question it's got to be something like a like a hedgehog right like a echidna i don't know that's probably that's a good question for like a relaxed fit um laid back chat we might do in another day. Um, if I had to die from one man-eater, what would it be? I, I think I'll say a snake, um, provided that it's like got enough venom to just put me out of my misery really quickly. Uh, and if if you're not counting venom as a way to go, if it has to be like a man-eater, like e- eaten by an animal, jeez, um, man, like do I, no, I, part of me wants to say great white shark because the, the blood loss would knock me out so quickly, but the terror, I, I just couldn't do that to myself. Um, may, maybe I'd just say like a bear. Maybe the bear just kills me quickly. Although, I mean, I've heard those 
supposed tapes of T- Timothy Treadwell being eaten by a bear. And there's a there's a woman, a, a Russian woman. There's a case. Oh, I've got to cover this one day. There's a Russian woman who was being eaten by a bear, and she's calling her mum on the phone as it's happening. There's audio of her her talking to her mum and saying like, "Mum, it, it hurts. It hurts like it's eating me." Um, so bear probably is not the way to go. I'm going to stick with my snake answer. I can't think of a better answer than snake. And if it has to be, like, by being, uh, you know, crushed and uh, asphyxiated by, like, a python or, or an anaconda, so be it. We'll go with that. So we'll just go serpent. Snake. Okay. Um, what's the scariest man to die from? Asks Paul. Um, similar to the last question, like, the scariest for me is shark. Shark attack. Um, I know that technically, like shark attacks are played up by the media and they're not as bad or as prevalent or as brutal as we like to think they are but i i know i know that in my head but in my heart it still it still chills me to the core the idea of swimming i don't like swimming in the ocean at all anyway swimming in the ocean and then something just like bites you and pulls you down and starts pulling you down you're bleeding in the water and you're in pain and shock and yeah no that's that's got to be the worst that's that's terrifying i think also if you're like in the jungle if you're like a villager in like one of those remote areas in South Asia, like India, um, tigers have got to be pretty fucking scary as well because of how massive they are. Terrifying. And then there's ones that are like, that we don't think of immediately, but like, I personally find hyenas really scary. The laughing is is what really freaks me out there. Um, yeah, hyenas, sharks and tigers. What else? What else is like a terrifying man-eater? Yeah. I'm personally not that scared of snakes, so it's not really a bother to me. Crocodiles are pretty terrifying as well, but they don't scare me as much. So, yeah, pro- probably, um, probably, yeah, shark attacks got to be it. Um, I mean, even an octopus attack. I know that doesn't really happen, but like an octopus attack in the middle of the ocean, like it just wraps its way around you and you can't swim. That oh god, yeah, that, that fucking terrifies me as well. Um. Okay, uh, it's Vice Music has written a question. This person, of course, wrote in a few times in the past because their trailer was being eaten by a black bear, and then last week they sent in a video of their um, from like their main street of their town, and the bears were just going for a walk as well. So, um, he this person's asked worst parasitic man eater, and I don't have an answer for that. That's something we might have to look up. I don't know parasitic. I haven't really done much like research into parasites or parasitic man eaters. I know that um, not it doesn't affect people, but the cordyceps really scares me. And, and I, I don't know if that's a parasite because it's like technically a fungus, but the cordyceps is what like it's what um, well it's a real thing, uh, but it's what the Last of Us zombies are based on. It's like a fungus that invades insects' bodies and then it takes over their nervous system and it essentially enslaves the body. And it, it brainwashes them. Um, worst parasitic parasite. How do I sell parasite uh, in humans? Worst parasites in humans. Let's have a look at that. Um, oh, this is a good article from Live Science. Ten most diabolical and disgusting. Oh my god! Sexually, what the fuck? Sexually transmitted dog cancer. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my god. Let's read this list. The 10 most diabolical and disgusting parasites. I'm hoping this is to humans. Um, Sexually transmitted dog cancer. Dogs have a form of sexually transmitted cancer that for 200 to uh, 2,500 years has apparently spread via... What? 
con- sorry, has apparently spread contagious tumor cells that escape from their original body. These cells now travel around the world as parasites, draining nutrients from their host. This affliction, known as canine transmissible venereal tumor, or CTVT, is spread through sex and licking, biting and sniffing cancerous areas. The tumors usually regress three to nine months after their appearance, leaving dogs immune uh, sorry, dogs immune to reinfection, although providing enough time for dogs to pass the disease on. They represent the oldest cancers. Oh, these aren't to humans. Tyrannosaurus starving parasite. These are very interesting, but I think I want to look for human. The 10 worst human parasites you don't want to meet. Okay. The blood fluke. That sounds awful. Um, let's, yeah. Let's have a quick look at this article. Um, Yes, 10 of the most dangerous human parasites ever discovered. Let's go to one, because I don't, I don't want to spend a lot of time just reading articles for you. Oh, God. Oh, some of the photos are bad. I'll tell you the worst one. Oh, malaria is apparently a parasite? Well, malaria would have to be the worst one, right? Plasmodium parasite, a.k.a. malaria. Yeah, but it's only re- listed as number four on this, on this article. This one's called uh, Acanthombia. This amoebic parasite causes granumatous amoebic encephalitis, a disease that leads to swelling of the brain. About 95% of the patients who suffer from GAE are killed by the amoeba. However, not every uh, acanthamoeba infected person suffers from this, and some patients never show symptoms. The parasite can be found in soil, chlorinated swimming pools, tap water on the surface of your contact lenses, bottled water, and air conditioning units, and it may enter the human body through eyes, ulcers, wounds, or navel ca- nasal cavities. When this uh, when this pathogen infects the eye, the condition is called keratitis. The infected person faces severe eye pain, blurry vision, redness in the eyes, corneal ulcers and other various eye-related problems. In such a case, early diagnosis is extremely important because left untreated, the patient can become permanently blind due to the infection. Jesus. Um, Let's just read the other two. Um, Oh, well, yeah, okay. So the second one is called Toxoplasma gondii. Pregnant women are advised by doctors to stay away from cats because these furry animals are often to be carriers of Toxoplasma gondii, a parasite found in cat feces, cat litter boxes, and sometimes also in uncooked meat. While adults may show no symptoms uh, even after toxo- Toxoplasma infection due to normal immune system response, Toxoplasma gondii is considered life-threatening for human embryos and infants. The parasite causes congenital toxoplasmosis in the fetus, due to which an infant may be born with epilepsy, mental disorders, blindness, or more. In serious cases, it can also lead to miscarriage. Every year, on average, 190,000 children are born with congenital toxoplasmosis, and hundreds of them lose their lives due to the infection. Wow. Um, this other one, uh, top uh, brain-eating amoeba, is apparently the worst parasite. So that might be, and it, hey, it, technically it's eating something, buddy. So it is a man-eater. So let's, yeah, brain-eating amoeba. The infection from uh, the brain-eating amoeba is both deadly and rare. In the period between 1962 and 2019, only 148 individuals were reported to be infected with this parasite in the US. But of them, only four patients, wow, only four patients, that's like less than 1%, were able to survive that's no way. That's not less than one percent, but it's it's very low. We're able to survive the attack. 
The larvae of brain-eating amoeba are found in soil and warm bodies of water such as lakes, swimming pools, and hot springs. The parasite enters humans through the nasal cavity, reaches the brain, and starts damaging brain tissue, causing a fatal disease called primary amoebic... Oh, God. Meningio... Ah, uh, fuck. How do I say this? Primary amoebic meningioencephalitis. Meningioencephalitis. Encephalitis. Mening... <laughs> meningioencephalitis as a result of this within five to seven days the infected person dies researchers believe that the infection generally occurs in humans due to swimming in infected pool water therefore it is recommended to use nose plugs or clips when you swim yeah that one's that's got to take the cake that'll be it there's a bunch of other freaky looking ones this one's called the blood fluke uh uh, (laughs) guinea worm aka drac dracunculus uh, the tapeworm, yeah, liver fluke, these ones I can't even pronounce, the f- oh, filarial worm looks awful, this person's legs are just exploded, and yeah, malaria, wow, okay, I'm gonna say braining amoeba is, amoeba is my answer there for deadliest, uh, parasite, Mr. It's Vice Music, thank you for your question, uh, and let, we'll do one more before we take a little break, um, and this is a great question from Bryce, Vanilla Bryce, on Instagram. Another one of the day ones. Been listening for a long time uh, and a very active member of the community. So, appreciate you being here. What's your to- what's top of your list for a mandated story that you haven't covered yet? Brilliant question, buddy. Um, there's so many. There's so many stories. Every day, I hear of a new story. I'm like, I need to look into that. And I just kind of get sidetracked. So... At the very top of the list is an episode I'm currently working on. I've been working on it for a few weeks. It's called Death and Glacier. It's based off a book called Death and Glacier. Um, and it's it's about two separate bear attacks that occurred within, uh, within, I believe, 24 hours of each other in Glacier National Park after a period of no bear attacks for a very long time. And they're quite brutal. There's a lot of information there. I'm just trying to get it get the script really nice for you. I obviously want to finish the story of the Tigers of Chowgar, and I think that's probably going to be like a redo episode early of next year. Um, one episode that I've been dying to do for a long time is the uh, the sinking of the USS Indianapolis, um, which occurred uh, up during World War II, I think it was. It was a US carrier, um, or battleship, I think, that was struck by a Japanese submarine and sunk. And then it's like, they reference it in Jaws. It's like, of the 200 men that went in the water, like 15 came out because the rest of them either drowned or were eaten by sharks. And a lot of people were... The, the stories are absolutely brutal. I'm going to do that story one day. Um, it's, it's just... It's, it's so well documented. There's a lot to go through. If you can't wait till then, last podcast on the left covered it like two or three years ago. And they... I think they did like... A, a three-hour episode, maybe it was, maybe it was like two episodes, two-hour episodes, but um, really, really good episode, really, really in-depth. Um, what else do I want to do? I do have a list. Maybe I'll pull up your pull up my list and tell you what I'm thinking of doing. Um, because I do like every time I think of one, I like pop it on the list. Stuff like the Steve Owen that was like supposed to be one of the first ten episodes I did. Um, but as we went along, and I realized it's it's a bigger story. You know, it's a it's a massive story. Um, I was kind of like, well, I need to um get better at podcasting. I don't want to waste the really good stories while I'm not good at what I'm doing. You know, does that make sense? Um, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to get into my Google, goddamn Google Drive so I can find my list. Um, There's also a bunch of man-eater movies I want to watch and a ton of killer cryptids. The cryptids is one I'm I'm really... I want to do Bigfoot. 
Oh, sorry, I already, I did kind of a Bigfoot episode with the Australian cryptids. I want to do Bigfoot, I want to do dragons, I want to do, I want to do unicorn as well, I want to do the unicorn, uh, and the Loch Ness Monster as well is obviously a huge one I want to do. Um, of my episode ideas, there's the Ramry Island Crocodile Massacre, which is similar to the USS Indianapolis shark attacks, it's when a bunch of Japanese soldiers were uh, retreating on this from this battle on this island and like hundreds of them were eaten by crocodiles and the reason i haven't done that is because the veracity of those claims has been challenged in recent years and they're actually not they it's it's very possible that it's just like a you know a rumor that sounds really cool that it happened but it didn't actually happen that's kind of the the gist of why i haven't done it but i might i might cover it like as a mini episode one day or maybe on the patreon as an exclusive um the yeah, the, the 2010 Sham El Sheik shark attacks um, was one that was suggested to me a while ago. Um, and then one episode I'm going to do, it's going to be episode 100. We're going to do the top 10 um, man-eaters. We're going to do like, it's probably going to take two parts to do, but I'm going to go down the top 10 of like the um, the death tolls, basically, and, and count from 10 to 1. So one is obviously Chumpawat Tiger, 436 kills, uh, and then starting at 10, which is Osama the Crocodile, which is 83 kills. Probably covered a lot of these already, but I'm going to go back over them with, you know, retrospect and the knowledge I've learned over the last two years of doing the show. Um, I'm really excited for that one. And it's crazy, we're only like, we're only like 25 episodes away from doing that. I'm very excited. That'll be the 100 episode uh, celebratory thing. I'm, ve- I'm very excited for that, yeah. And then, um, yeah, I wanted to look at this monster, the Yeti, Thunderbird, British Big Cats, and the movies, I want to look at The Reef, I want to look at Lake Placid, Piranha, Snakes on a Plane, The Revenant, I want to do that. Um, man, we should do um, Sharknado as well, definitely. Cool, all right. Um, oh, The Wolves of Ashtar. I, sorry, I wasn't scrolling up. There's more. I want to do The Birds. Anaconda as movies, the Nandi Bear and Megalodon for Killer Cryptids, and the Wolves of Ashtar and the Tigress of Jal- uh, Jalagari, um, also Jal- Jalagiri, um, as a man-eater episode as well. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back. Hopefully, you'll hear some ads, because uh, Papa got to get paid. <laughs> I haven't been paid yet. What's going on? All right, take a break. Go and do a wee. Right, we're back. Did you have a good break? I did. I went on TikTok and just basically went on a spree of laughing at people making fun of James Corden. I do not like that guy. Okay, moving on. We have some more questions. Uh, let's see how many more we can do in about 20 minutes, and then we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this episode up. Um, Jack writes, what's a skill you've always wanted to learn but haven't had the chance yet? Um... Well, I'm 30, so it's not like I and, I'm, and I live in a in a good country with lots of opportunities. So I feel bad saying I haven't had the chance. I think that's kind of a <laughs> if I really wanted to do it, I could have learned it. Um, I'd probably like to learn a an instrument um, or learn another language. I think it would be cool to learn Cantonese or Mandarin, uh, like a Chinese language. I think that would be really really cool. Um, yeah, what else? I I wouldn't. I, I'd love to be better at mechanics, uh, like at, at engines and stuff like that. I'm pretty useless. Um, well, I like to build things, but I, I wish I was able to transfer that into more useful thing. Computers as well. I'm like, I, I was. I'm just too old. The years below me, they were like learning coding and stuff in school, and I t- I missed out on that entirely. Oh, another. Sk- uh, damn, this is a good answer. Um, I wish I was better at Microsoft Excel. 
That's such a nerdy answer. I look at some of these people whizzing around uh, Excel doing all this crazy crap, and I'm like, that is so useful. That is so cool. I don't know what I'm doing. My fiance knows how to do it. I just, I'm, <laughs> when I said I was proficient on my resume, I basically meant I can open it up and I can write a word. Um, I, I don't know how to do any of the cool stuff. So my actual answer, Jack, I want to get better at uh, Microsoft Excel. That's my skill. Okay, um, this one's anonymous. They did not want to be named, but they've asked, uh, what book, movie, or TV show has had the biggest influence on your life? Um, there's probably a few answers here. Um, I'm going to cheat because kind of the ones I'm thinking of, they're not really books, TV shows, or movies. Um, comic book. I'm a, I'm a big nerd. Um, and I'm a big, uh, I'm a big Spider-Man fan, honestly. That whole mythos, that whole character, um, it's like one of the first things I did when I was a kid was, was I was given some Spider-Man toys and that led me into the, the comics and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I, I think Spider-Man as a character, as a, as a, as a comic book is probably one of the biggest impacts on my life. Um, the other one that pops to mind, not, not a TV show, but a, a web series called Jake and Amir, two podcasters who I'm a big fan of. Um, they had a web series back in the day on college humor. Uh, and I, more than anything else that I can think of, it influenced my sense of humor and like my writing and acting, um, you know, uh, skills. Uh, like, yeah, really, really inspired me. I was lucky enough to meet them. Um, God, maybe like six or seven years ago now in Sydney, when they were in Sydney. Uh, and I actually got a chance to talk to Amir and he, he gave me some great, because I wanted to be a writer at that point. And I asked him like, oh, I had, like, I'd like to be a writer. I've done a little bit of work. Like, what do I, what do I have to do? And he said really good, honest advice, which is like, just keep doing it. If you like doing it, keep doing it. Maybe you have to do it for free, but just keep going. Eventually, if you get good enough, people will pay you for it. Inevitably, someone will pay you for it if you're good. Um, so yeah, that was that was some really good advice. So and their web series, man, was so funny. They actually have a new podcast right now. My unsolicited advice would be to go and listen to that. It's called Segments, and every episode is like five new segments, uh, games that they play with each other. Um, for example, like the first one was called Poetry or Noetry, where like. Amir would read three poems to Jake, and Jake had to guess which one was written by professional poets and which one was written by, by Amir. That was a great. That was a great segment. Um, yeah, that's that's my answer. Uh, Sarah with no H. I want to be clear on that. Sarah <laughs> writes: If you had the ability to instantly master any instrument, which one would you choose? So there's a right answer and a wrong answer. Oh, there's a there's a brain answer and a hard answer. The br- the brain answer is piano keyboard because that one translates to everything you can play every song on piano but (laughs) piano just doesn't get bitches man Uh, so i'm gonna say guitar i think that is probably the coolest instrument to like pick up and just start playing a a song yeah i'd probably say that i can play a little i I learned piano when i was a kid and i can play a little bit of drums still um and i'm still currently trying to learn learn guitar it's just coming to me really slowly so i'd say guitar That, that would be really good it would also help me with my career in other aspects as well, which would be great. Um, Muhammad writes, what's the most adventurous thing you've ever done or would ever like to do? So let's answer the last part. What's the most adventurous thing I'd ever like to do? Um, I can see myself skydiving. I am terrified of heights. I do get the vertigo, but I can see myself doing it. I think I think I would enjoy skydiving. I would have to be convinced to do it, I think. Um, I'm not going to scuba dive. I'm too scared of sharks. Um, I'm not going to like base jump or anything like that. The most adventurous, th- I mean, like I like camping. Um, the most adventurous thing I've ever done was probably when I was with the Air Force cadets. We went on a, a survival bivouac. That was pretty cool. They would just, they just dropped us off on the side of a mountain 
And they're like, we, we'll be back in two days. Have fun. And we just stayed alive. The, the, you're not supposed to bring anything with you. But the thing is, they all snuck in like food. So we didn't have to worry about food. Back in the old days of Air Force Cadets, like 10, or well, back then it would be 10 years ago. Now we're close to 20 years ago. What they would do is they would just give you a chicken. They would drop you off with a chicken, a live chicken, and say, uh, go. And you'd be expected to kill the chicken, butcher the chicken, eat the chicken to survive. No one ever did. They all just made pets with the chicken. They found, like, food elsewhere, or they just got hungry for two days. Most of them smuggled other food in. There was one story that I heard, and I don't remember if it's true, but um, a couple of cadets apparently found, like, an old farmhouse, um, and they essentially broke into it had the chicken as a pet, broke into it, ate the food, and then left. And when they got picked up, they were like, why aren't you guys hungry? The chicken's still here. What's, you guys look fine. And they were like, uh, yeah, actually, we found a farmhouse. And they basically were like, what did you do? They're like, yeah, we broke in and we ate the food. So they essentially, they broke and entered and, and stole food. So they got, dis- they got kicked out of cadets. And I'm pretty sure the police were notified. And I think the Air Force got fined. That's the story as I know it. Um, the most adventurous thing I've actually ever done, I flown a plane when I was in Air Force Cadets. That was pretty cool. I flew a plane a few times. I flew a glider. Um, like a, a, It's like a little plane with really long wings with no engine. That, that was really cool as well. Um, yeah, I, that, that's probably the most adventurous thing I've ever done. I'd love to, I, I'd love to do um, more like solo camping, survival camping, like just going out into the bush um, with minimal gear and having to set up a, you know, campsite and find food and water and all that stuff. I think that would be really cool. I think I'd like that. Um, Guy, it's Q-U-I, I think that's pronounced Guy, 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 uh, writes, what's a hobby or activity you enjoy that other people might be surprised to learn about? Um, I don't know. I'm a pretty basic guy. I like video games. I like camping. I do... <laughs> This is a funny story. I um, I like most people enjoy Lego. Who doesn't like Lego? Um, but not like I'm not a fucking nerd about. It. I don't have a shit ton of all through my house. I don't have like rooms dedicated to Lego like a lot of other people do. I actually auditioned for a game show in Australia like a couple months ago. It's called the One Percent. Um, Jim Jeffries is the host, and I think they have a version in Britain as well. Um, I I auditioned for that, and I got into like callbacks. Um, where we did like a video interview and in the pre-round like you had to f- sign up to apply for the auditions with like a video of yourself and I said like and and they asked specifically like say some hobbies and I don't really have that many hobbies so I was like oh, I like video games I like camping I have a podcast about man eating animals um and you know I, I like Lego and they for some reason focused on Lego so hard it was really awkward I was in a zoom chat with like six other people and they were like and James and they asked everyone else like Good, really good questions. They were like, "Oh, so you um, you're a male nurse. What's that about? Like, you uh, you're studying to be a physicist. What what is that about?" And then they got up to me like, "So James, you like Lego?" And I was kind of like, "Oh, I don't really like Lego that much. Like, it's not that po- big a part of my life. I kind of wish they'd ask more about the podcast, but yeah, um, that's not really a good answer though, is it? Like, what's what's a hobby or activity that I enjoy that people would be surprised to learn about? I don't know. I guess what." I don't know if it's a hobby. I'm really into... I'm into feng shui. I can feng shui a room real good. So I, um, I'm i currently recording in our second bedroom, which does not have a bed, so it's just a room. Um, and for the first, you know, <laughs> 10 months that we lived here, uh, we had it in a certain way, and I didn't love it. And I just said one day, you know, I'm going to just, just 
give me a second, give me a day, and I re I feng shuied the crap out of it, and it's way better. And I did the same thing in my office at work. Uh, just just moved everything, and um, yeah, pretty good. I got to be honest, I kind of nail it. So that's kind of a hobby. Maybe not interior decorating as much, although I do like that. Um, but like yeah, uh. <laughs> Organizing furniture, <laughs> re- rearranging rooms. Is that a hobby? It's <laughs> such a shit hobby, <laughs> but I like it. Okay, um, next question again was asked to be anonymous, but I think it is the same person. If you could, tr- if you could time travel, would you go to the past or the future, and what time period would you visit? Interesting. Um, I think what I would. Do, uh, so, if I had to pick past or future, I think I'd pick future. Um, just to see if it gets better or worse, because at this point, it could kind of go either way. I think if I was to travel in the future, I would travel, I would keep it conservative. I'd like to just go maybe uh, 100 years in the future, with, just to see how, how things are different, but it would still be like, you know, recognizable. If, if I was to like travel 2,000 years into the future, like, I, I couldn't blend in. I wouldn't be, like, English wouldn't exist anymore. No current, like, languages would all evolve so past what we speak. Have you ever heard like early English being spoken? It's it's unrecognizable. You cannot speak it. So, two thousand years in the future is useless. I would I I I would be the only person without a robot dick. Um, so I wouldn't like that. Maybe a hundred years in the future, I could maybe still try to blend in, uh, and that would be fine. If I was going back to the past, like I don't know, I'm not a big like fan of a lot of. <laughs> I, it's not like I want to go back to Ro- the Roman Empire. I'm not interested in the fucking Roman Empire. I'm not interested in like you know ancient China or Egypt. I think this is controversial. Like I think um, I really like f- 1950s, 1960s Americana, that classic kind of Fallout Four kind of things before the bombs drop. That style of era, and I get that it wasn't great for anyone who wasn't a white guy back then. But I was a white guy. I am a white guy, so I think I'd have a great time if I went back to the 50s. I'm just getting real nostalgic lately. I don't know if it's because I've turned 30 recently and I'm just starting to sort of feel middle-aged a little bit. But, like, I um, I saw that it, it was just, like, this video, black and white video from, like, I think the 40s of this guy explaining Jip Rock, explaining, um, you know, like, plaster wall and how... And it was just, I don't know, something about that video really spoke to me. And, and I was watching a lot of old footage. I said to my friend last night at karaoke because all the karaoke videos were just, like, old footage with Japanese and English subtitles thrown over the top. There's just something about old footage, blurry, grainy VHS style footage that just gets to me. I love it. I really do. Um, we have time for one more question, I think. Let's go. Uh, this is from Amir. Amir writes, what's a goal or a dream that you have, but you haven't shared with many people? Great question. I have to think about that. Um... Well, a dream that I had... I mean, I, I I don't share a lot of personal stuff with many people. A, a dream that I did have... <laughs> I thought by 25 I'd be in New York starring in, in Broadway shows. Um, and that's still a dream. I'd love... Oh, okay, here's, here's a dream for me. Um, in five years, I'd love to be acting in a play at Sydney Theatre Company. I saw, a, I saw a play called Oil at Sydney Theatre Company recently. Fucking incredible. My God, so good. Paige Rattery is such a good director. Um just awesome, and I, 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 I'm so inspired by that, I just want to be, I want to be in those plays, and then stepping further from that, I just want to, I would love to work on the West End, or New York, and another dream I have is just to, like, continue to do this podcast, but, but, like, properly, like, full-time, 
paid, <laughs> big audience. Like, I mean, I love the audience now, but like, you know, I'd love to have more people listening. That'd be, that's a huge dream. Um, I guess, you know, what's interesting, like this time last year at the q and I'm pretty sure I said what, you know, the goal for next year. Um, someone asked me what that was. And I think that I said like the goal, the goal is 80 episodes. And I think I was aiming for like 40,000 streams or maybe it was like 30,000 at the time. I, th- I think it was 30,000. We're at, um, we're at 60,000 streams right now. And, and if we keep doing one a week, we'll be at 80 episodes by the end of the year. Um, that's it for next year's goal. I'd like to be, well, I'd like to be at a hundred and let's say 40 episodes a year is pretty good. Um, yeah. And I'll, I'll just, sorry, just dis- distracting myself then. I've decided that like the structure of the show <laughs> moving forward, because we're nearly at the end of our second year is each year is a season. So 2021 slash 2022, that was season one. Cause I only did like four episodes in 2021. 2023 has been season two. And in 2024, it'll be season three. Um, and 40 episodes per season. It gives me some chances to take some breaks throughout the year. Um, so yeah, like if we hit the 80 mark, then the goal will be 120 episodes in the can by the end of next year. And let's say, let's, let's aim for, let's aim higher than we did last year. A hundred thousand is great, but I think we're definitely going to hit it for next year. So let's aim higher. Let's, let's go 150,000 streams. That'd be great. And just nice listeners. Like, uh, I, I, I like it. I just like doing this. And I like having people listen. And I like people like Amir, who has sent in questions. Thank you to everyone who's sent in questions today. That's going to be our episode, by the way. We're done now. That was great. That was really fun. Thank you so much. I um, I, I I'm sometimes find myself pinching myself when I do an Instagram thing and ask, like, for, you know, questions or whatever. And, um, yeah, you... Sorry, the cat's trying to get into my room. <laughs> and people respond. It used to be that, like, no one would do that. I've tried for a while to, to build up a little audience, and it's really nice that I actually have one. So thank you so much for that support. Um, speaking of support, the Patreon, going strong as always. Um, head over to patreon.com slash maneaters uh, if you'd like to sign up to help us out a little bit. Um, I also... I'm thinking about doing some merch soon as well, so keep an eye on that. If you have any suggestions for the show, things we can do to improve, you can email them to at maneaters at, at sorry maneaterspod at gmail.com. Uh, and of course, we did, I did have a few people send in messages and emails this week. I'll get to those next week on the show. Um, a lot of them were scratch of the day requests, which we won't have time to do today. Um, but yeah, yeah, supporting me on on the social media is a fantastic way to do that. The Patreon, of course. Yeah, any suggestions, send me emails. Uh, love talking to you. I try to reply to everyone who sends a message, um, which is, yeah, uh, yeah, it's nice having you. <laughs> That's pretty much it, guys. Thank you so much for uh, doing this, the Q&A episode. It's really fun. Uh, we'll be back next week um, with a brand new episode of Man Eaters. So until then, please stay safe, because as we've learned, we didn't really learn that much today, but... We do know it's a jungle out there. Doodle doodle doodle.